Hello, Drag Time listeners. It's me, your ghoul friend, Peaches Christ, and I want to cordially invite you to attend my brand new Terror Ball show happening at the historic San Francisco Mint Building this fall. I'm the writer and director of this fully immersive haunted attraction called The Immortal Reckoning, a 60-minute supernatural adventure that finds guests transported to another dimension. Yes, it's scary, Mary. You can even choose to opt in for enhanced interactivity by wearing a red glow necklace, consenting to be touched, isolated, force-fed, drawn on, or worse. And you'll want to get there early and stay late to enjoy our vampire bar, Fang Bang, featuring the best in 80s goth music, actual vampire bartenders, vampire go-go dancers, and vampire strippers. Book your tickets today at terrorvault.com, and I'll scare you there, ghouls. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Drag Time with Hecklina. It's me, Hecklina. And we have somebody very special joining us on the podcast today. But first, I'm dying to know. I just told Mark, the producer, that we have to get new artwork for this show. So I sent a new photo. Also, I'm thinking we need a new theme song. And we, we don't, I'm thinking about ditching that song you just heard. But Mark seems to think it's a classic and we should hang on to it. We want to know what you think. Please let us know on our Facebook page. It's called Drag Time with Hecklina. We'd love to know what you guys think. Okay, now introducing our guest. She is an actor. She was arguably the star of season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, don't worry, Willem and Sharon never listened to this show. Uh, you may have also seen her on All Stars 1 and All Stars season four. She was, after all, voted by fans as Miss Congeniality. If you have spent any time watching her or getting to know what she shares of herself, you will know why. And I have worked with this bitch uh, back at Tranny Shack. I worked with her in Fort Lauderdale uh, on Mr. Act with Peaches Christ. I even went on a cruise with her and I did a duet of The Boy Is Mine <laughs> by Brandy and Monica. Anyway... We go way back. And she's also an entrepreneur. I'm going to get into more of that later. But first of all, good God, get a grip, girls. It is Latrice Royale. Hi, Latrice. Hey, baby. Hey. How are you? I am better. I miss your crazy ass. I haven't seen you in forever. It's been a long time. Yeah. And are you coming to us from sunny South Florida? I am. I am. I am. You mean COVID uh, central? Well, I wasn't going to go there. But, well, uh, I will. That's why I'm sitting in my house, honey. Have, have you and Christopher somehow ma- managed to escape the COVID? Or? I, uh, he has, yes. Uh-huh. He has been able to escape it. Uh, me? Not so much. Not so much. Um, yeah, I, um, when I did my trip over in London. Oh, um, God. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. my last two weeks were dreadful. And oh, so no. I, yeah, and I never even, this is the first anybody has ever even heard of it. Because oh, are I, you are you ashamed of it? I'm not ashamed. I just didn't want it to be a thing. You know what I mean? Because um, there was a lot of concern already. And we had a lot of, you know, Christopher was dealing with the stress of uh, being, you know, another right. country away. And oh. I'm like really sick and I'm on my own and no one could help me 
but me. So um, it was stressful and it was a scary time, but I am healthy and I am great and I'm back and I'm glad to be home and in the land of the living. Um, well, so, full, yeah. full disclosure, I had it and my, my, my producer Mark had it. So, you know. No yeah. shame, no shame in no our shame. game. No shame. No shame. I'm I'm the one that's the, the that's been so careful. So like when, um, when it happened, although it was accidental, but mm. it was like you mean you didn't get it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, it wasn't a situation where I was out <laughs> and I was in a bar having drinks. Okay. Oh sure. You okay. know, I was doing my job. I was doing my job. I was doing theater, and okay. someone one of the castmates got ill and infected us all. Well, you know, over here in over here in California, where I was going on about crazy Florida, but everybody here is getting COVID too. So anyway, enough yeah. about that. You yeah, know. enough about that. Move it on. So mm-hmm. uh, I know it's a big event for you. Did South Florida Pride happen this year? Um, well, which one? Oh. <laughs> <We> have, <laughs> um, are you talking about the Pride itself or my pageant? Both. Okay. Um, Pride itself is scheduled. I'm, uh, Miami Beach Pride is September 19th. Uh-huh. And uh, this is the first public appearance that I have or am making uh, since all of this has happened. And, you know, of course, I've had very strict um, rules as far as, you know, what I need in order to feel safe. And the moment I feel not safe, I'm running for the hills. So, girl. Girl. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. My pageant, I have not had it in two years because uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, and um, if I can't have not only full capacity, but limited space for backstage people. So, you know, with those guidelines in in effect right now, there's no way you can host a pageant and yeah. no one else. Yeah. So, yeah, everything, so. yeah, all my parties back in San Francisco uh, got canceled. So I'm back just here, down here in Palm Springs. I am doing one a one-off show here in Palm Springs next week at a tiny little bar, but everyone's got to show that Vax card. But, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. so sick of talking about this shit. Let's talk about... First of all, first of all, you are, last time I visited your house, you had a a supply of Latrice Royale chocolate bars. Yeah. Now there's something, there there was something new recently that you were promoting that was a Latrice product. What was that? Well, um, I had partnered with Squirrel Brand um, and they had came out with a new deluxe uh, can of gourmet nuts. That's Um, right. Yes. uh, uh, Called Ruby Royale. And (laughs) baby, when I tell you that was magic in the making, like, as soon as they were like, you know, we have this thing about nuts. I was like, nuts and the trees, bitch, that's marriage. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so that, yeah, luckily there were um, the people in the higher ups were fans and knew who knew my work, and they were like, you know, if we can get Latrice on this campaign, that would be like amazing. And so we bridged this gap with this like hundred year old. Um, company to you know because mostly it's old people you know people your age heck lena that, oh, shut <laughs> up, you bitch. That, that, that know about squirrel brand you know that's the old and your grandmama them you know they go on qvc and they get the gourmet nuts and stuff you see them in the airport but you don't get them at walgreens or cvs right right, right. 
Right. So, so what, is, what, what, what is the tagline? Enjoy my nuts? No, get these nuts into your face. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. We um, It happened quick once we got uh, everything signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, literally within a week and a half, uh, we were filming, and I flew to Nashville, Tennessee, and um, we did it, you know, uh, as safe as possible. And sure. it was fabulous. In and out. Boop, boop, boop. Glam squad in, glam squad out. And we made magic happen. How do people get their hands on your nuts? Well, right now you can't because they're sold out and they're like not. It was a, one of those oh, limited okay. yeah, moments yeah. because for Valentine's Day. And uh-huh. so um, they sold out really fast. And, um, you know, I was the first queen to ever be on QVC. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she made history during this pandemic. Wow. It, was, it was pretty cool. I love that. Another yeah. thing Another thing I saw, so I've, I've been doing a couple game shows during COVID. I did Get a Clue, and also I did uh, Judge uh, Chrissy's Court. But I saw you on an episode of Celebrity Family Feud. Oh, my God. So we have Tell so me fun. about that. Oh, uh, that was so much fun. Um, obviously, you know, I, lo- I, lo- I love feeling like one of the chosen children when RuPaul calls. Well, yeah. I answer. You know what I mean? Anointed, yes. Yeah, anointed. So, obviously, me, Raven, Michelle, Carson uh, were the team, and we just made Steve Harvey feel as uncomfortable as possible and just milked it. It was so much fun. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable. He reminded me of my brother. So, like, I knew what I was dealing with. I knew he used to be old home folks scared of you know fags and stuff oh but, sure oh yeah oh yeah so he's come a long way but he was very uncomfortable when he when when carson called that suit toasted plum he was like i'm burning the suit <laughs> <laughs> that was an entertaining episode for sure who were you? you you were competing against who again the people from the bold was the bold look is that a name of the show Oh, the bow type, the bow type. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't Something catch like that. that part. I was too into watching you guys. Yeah, because we were the fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of fun, tell us about your podcast, The Chop with Manila Luzon. Oh my goodness! So this is a, like so many good things came out of this situation, this pandemic. Uh, so now we have a new podcast. Well, it's not new anymore. We just celebrated a year and some months. Wait a minute! Um, wait a minute! Hold on! A, a year, and you've not had Hecklina on yet. Well, what, 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 what? <laughs> for once, for once, for once you were speechless. <laughs> for real. For like, once no. you were speechless. Well, this is the tea. So our podcast is really, um, you know, we have two shows. One where we review um, the um, international franchises of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, oh, so it's, oh, so it's all about Drag Race. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. so, like, you don't know nothing about that life. But, yeah, and then we have a chit-chat show that we do, on, uh, you know, for Tuesdays where we just, you know, catch up with our day-to-day and answer fan mail and stuff like that. But, so, yeah, but it is mostly Drag Race-driven, and so we've covered Canada, Holland, um... Uh, the UK, of course. UK, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did Espana, uh, and now we're back in... Um, Holland again. So, um, yeah. 
did you cover that queen from the UK who was trying to uh, snatch game Grace Jones? And all she did was say slave to the rhythm over and that over was from, again. That was from Holland. Yeah. Oh, Holland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I was so... Her name Lama Sissy. Lama Sissy is her name. Yeah, I was like, girl. Really? Got to do better than that. Better than that, honey. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and you talk about your favorite TV moments from the show, from, yeah. from Drag Race. Well, yeah, we critique the show and run, do the recap and rundown of what had happened, and then our take on, you know, how we feel about it, and mm-hmm. and if the girls were lovely or or busted, you know, mm-hmm. we share that too. So, but it's all in good fun, and it's all about you know lifting everybody up, and then we we of course have. Um, the guests on our show are the girls who have been like either, either just recently re- uh, eliminated um, or they're bilingual and they can help us with some things and facts that we don't know about Holland or um, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, educational and fun and uh, shady all at the same time. So. Are, are there any queens from the last ep- from the last season that you thought were especially busted? From the last season of which uh, which of, franchise? Well, <laughs> pick a franchise. Okay. Because... <laughs> the United States. The United States. Oh, uh, see, the good thing about that is that I don't cover that. And that's Race Chaser. So oh. I I get the pleasure. I get the pleasure of not having to like uh, say nothing about these bitches because I don't want to hear their mouth. I don't want no emails or letters talking about bitch. You said this and why you say this and they, you know, I don't. I ain't well, I was gonna say you can offer an opinion, but I get where you're going. You don't want to, yeah. You don't need to open up a Pandora's box. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, 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 did you just smell oh, that? Oh. No. <laughs> and I did not mean anything about Pandora. I don't want, I don't want that to get out. Lawsuits and letters, they're on the way. <laughs> All right, let's change the subject before I get in trouble. Uh, tell me about your animated show, Drag Tot. So is it true that in 2018 you became an animated drag tot? I guess so, right? That was yes. when season one happened. Lady Liberty. Um, and we did it. I think we premiered it at DragCon is when they first announced it. And it premiered at DragCon in 2018. And then it just we didn't have another season until just now. And so um, season two is out. And I was able to be the closest I'll ever be to a judge uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. <laughs> as a drag tot. So that was cute. It was really cute. Well, for our listeners, who don't know what and who, what who and what are the drag tots? The drag tots are a little animated cartoon, but these are all like little uh, draglings that uh, in, uh, attend a school where RuPaul, who is um, the the unicorn, who's who the mentor, the teacher, is over us. Um, but we all try to teach each other different. Uh, things about drag, you know, what shade is and um, how to turn a look and how to walk in heels and how to, how to read and all that kind of things. So um, we do, we do it all the fundamentals of drag through little animated cartoons. Oh, that's cute. Teaching the children, the, 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 the children. little children, the okay. little children. Uh-huh. You are indoctrinating youth at a very early age <laughs> very with your, so. with your deviant lifestyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, okay. So now I'm going to ask some questions. So Latrice Royale, you are Christian and you are also an ordained minister. 
Uh, in season four of RuPaul's Drag Race, the contestants were asking you to take them to church. Now, is this a dynamic that you feel comfortable with, like being gay and religion? What what is your what is your feeling about all that? Well, I'm definitely uh, what you call spiritual. I am not religious. I I do have a problem with organized religion. I don't feel like number one is necessary, and number two, the teachings are outdated and archaic, and so. Um, I need to feel more connected on the human level. I need to feel connected uh, to the universe and the stars and the moon and the tides and the climate changing. Um, I need to feel all connected to those things. And I don't get that out of church. Now, what I do get out of church um, is through the music, through gospel music and inspirational music. That is the biggest uh, influence in helping me heal and grow and dream and continue to speak over myself um, to uh, over my life, you know, and 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 my and what I want to do and what trajectory I want to go in. And so, uh, when you when you use the power of your words and say what and and claim it and it's yours. And so this is why I'm where I'm at because that's what I practice. That was very wise. I'm I'm kind of surprised. It was very deep. Thank you for that. Patrice right now. <laughs> I'll take you to church. It's going to be a different kind of church. That's it. <laughs> All right. Latrice Royale, you are drag royalty now, but you were once incarcerated for allegedly very human behaviors. And RuPaul's Drag Race asked you to play a prison guard in the Queens Behind Bars acting challenge, which you were legendary in that challenge. Uh, can you tell us about that? Do you want to talk about any of that? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the being incarcerated and how you've kind of owned that. Sure. Um, well, you know, I made some stupid mistakes and I didn't take care of um, responsibilities that I had um, after I had got in trouble with the law. Um, I was supposed to show up in probation and violations of that, um, violating your terms, that makes you you know, subject to jail time. And so that's what wound up happening for me in the end. I got sentenced to 18 months in prison. And so I took that as uh, a, a good shakeup uh, lesson, you know, to get my attention because I've always been told that I was destined for greatness and that um, um, my focus wasn't in the right place. I, I had mm-hmm. been told that by different spiritual advisors and things like that. And I knew what they were talking about, but I was living the life and partying and popping pills and doing the whole thing. You know what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so that once I burned out of that and I was done with that, I was trying to clean up my life and then I got pulled over and arrested. So then I went to jail. So, uh-huh. um, and so like that gave me time to refocus. I lost my mother while I was incarcerated. Oh man. Um, and I wasn't able to, of course, you know, really do a proper goodbye. So that weighed heavily on me, lots of guilt. And I had to deal with, um, forgiving myself and allowing myself to know that it's okay that I made these mistakes and that what I'm going through 
is not going to dictate my future, that I will rise above this and come out of this and I have a story to tell and it's going to help people. And so that has been my testament. And so when RuPaul asked me, you know, when was the your end of the world moment? I was like, you really want to know? Because I can tell you. And he was like, yeah. So, so I went there and I just wanted the world to know. I went to prison. I lost everything and I'm here and I'm rebuilding my life and I'm on TV and now you guys are witnessing and you can do it to it. So it's, it's a matter of just like, uh, not beating yourself up, you know. Yeah, when you, yeah. When, when, you, when you make mistakes, it's it's hard enough, you know, to deal with the mistake. Um, but then to add the fuel to the fire is never productive. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that uh, I think personally, I can say that having hit rock bottom myself, you know, no money, no job, no home, mm-hmm. uh, traveling around with a futon and milk crates, and you know what I mean. Uh, and going through the ringer with drugs and all that stuff, I, I think that is what makes us spiritual rather than religious in Correct. a way. Because Correct. we because we've been we've already been to hell, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> and back. Exactly. 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 Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're yeah. So and and none of that none of the organized religion really makes really sounds right to me. It's just kind of like I know that something's taking care of me, and just like you, you were destined for more than more than that. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, so and then obviously you you played the prison guard. That wasn't really, and there was no connection there. But I, I thought it was interesting uh, that you did. Yeah, I mean the the fact that I, you know I feel like that challenge was for me. That challenge was for me because um, you know when they did the description and the name of the. Uh, the guard was large Marge. I mean, (laughs) it was like so obvious that this is for me. So, you know, when you're looking for a sign and you're like, oh, well, this is it. This is the sign. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, moments like that uh, while I was there uh, in season four. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, see, this is why I went through what I went through because now this is the moment I'm sharing it. So yeah. everything came to fruition. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk, uh, go way, way, way back in history and ask you, uh, but this is before RuPaul's Drag Race and all that stuff, and I want to ask you, what was up with Florida and Tranny Shack? Okay, because <laughs> at, at least... Three or four separate times, I had to sue some people in Florida <laughs> who who uh, who kept doing tranny shack and not consulting me, not paying me anything. Right. And uh, and and the main person I was I was trying to send her a cease and desist was this queen Misty Eyes. Oh, I know Misty Eyes very you, well. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you even wrote her into you wrote her into uh, Mr. Act. There was a line of yes, Misty Eyes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um What's up with Florida? Well, that was obviously uh she didn't get the memo cuz bitch uh she, that that it was wrong for her to do that. Right. She didn't obviously get that memo because so she was trying to, you know, well, it's a different state. So, no, baby, that's that's a name. That's trademark. That's owned. <laughs> that's owned. Um, so, you know, obviously, eventually she got the memo and she went from Tranny Shack to Tranny Palace. Um, and, and, yeah. So, and now we can't even say Tranny. So, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I was so litigious. I was so litigious just back in the day i was actually right before the right before it was uh, impossible to say tranny i was still suing these people in london because they had they're using the word tranny shack and then all of a sudden 
all that money is like was fucking wasted because no one can say nobody it. can say it. <laughs> 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 anyway, I mean, I, I, I swear, like I, I sued people in Cleveland, and but, it, but at least at least three or four times it was like what, Wilton Manors, Florida. Where is this? Oh bitch? yeah, oh yeah. yes, oh yes. All right, well, and I know there was some show that you guys went to one night. Me and Pippi were at the bathhouse in Fort Lauderdale, but you and Peaches went. And and serving you was none other than misty eyes. Oh, and lips. Was yes. that lips? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well anyway, I just I just I had to mention that. Oh, I love it. Okay, now it's time for uh now it's Mark's, my producer's now adult high school drama club, and uh they have uh, a couple of recorded fan questions for you. Mark, you wanna take it away? Thank you. So I have Casey Goldsby. And here he is. Latrice motherfucking Royale, you are the absolute most, a true inspiration to me. First time seeing you on TV, seeing somebody who was tall, voluptuous, black, queer, fabulous, large and in charge, chunky, yet funky, was everything to me. So with that said, who are some Mm. of your inspirations, either for your personal life or for your drag life? Oh, well, that's a great question. And thank you for loving me. I love you too, boo-boo. Um, you know, I, I pull a lot of inspiration, number one, for my mother. Like, she was my my a huge source of my, my inspiration. Um, and then, you know, the divas, you know, uh, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, Jennifer Holliday, Gladys Knight, um, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Nina Simone, these these old divas who um, really were the music of soundtrack of my life, basically, you know? Um, And so uh, that had a lot of influence on my, my character and what kind of performer I wanted to be Tina Turner, especially Mm. um, the energy that she has. And I, and I was just like, if you can make people lose their absolute mind, then you're doing your job. Like whether it's a ballot or whether you are juking the house down, dancing, um, one way or another, you need to make people lose their mind and lose themselves in that performance. And I learned how to channel that and command an audience through those divas. Yeah. All right. Love that. Thank you. Hi, it's me again. (laughs) So I have one more question for you. What does the future of drag look like to you? Oh, God, that's a tough one. Not a bitch. Mm-hmm. Not a self-entitled little bitch. That's what the future of drag looks like to me. I want a woke, polished, intelligent, articulate, um, innovator. Um, that's what the future is for me. And, is, and, and, and limitless. Like... You know, that, like, I'm learning so much from these new seasons of girls that are coming out. Their their fashion and their eye and their artistry is so spellbounding. And I'm just like, um, I'm living because it gives me a new, a renewed, you know, route to my creativity. And I tap into, like, what, my, what I used to do back in the day before I just happened to start getting into this, you know, <laughs> what I do. Um uh, and so, yeah, I just, I just, I think the future is, is, is very bright because um, the one thing that is different 
from when I was coming up is that we did not have this exposure and it was not this accepted. Um, we were very underground. So uh, drag has definitely taken over the world and it's for everybody. We have a, a cisgendered woman on the UK uh, series right now coming what, out. So. And, what, and, and what do you think about that? I think it's amazing. And I think people that are uh, stuck in their ways of what drag used to be, because I used to be that way. Like, as RuPaul has grown, he used to be that way, dressing as women or dressing as girls, um, that, like, you had to be a boy to be on the show. And, like, that's just outdated now. Yes. You know, and when you know better, you do better. And like now we have bearded queens, we have uh, trans men, trans women who have always been a part of the drag community, um, you know, and it's just, it's and, and cis women now. And it's just like, it's, if you're going to try to be inclusive and you're claiming that you're inclusive, then why are you limiting who can participate? That's not all inclusive. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was just about to ask you if, if you think these new children have taught RuPaul a thing or two, and she they, has she has or he has started to budge on these issues. Oh, you know? absolutely! You got to listen to your children. You got to listen to the fans. And the world has evolved, and times have evolved. And so you know, if you want to stay alive and stay on top of your throne, um, then you're gonna have to listen to your people. And I think he's done a great job of that and um, and and showing it. And, like, now we got titties on the runway and all-stars. I'm so happy about Sonique Love. Um, <laughs> yes. That's who I'm, root- I'm rooting for. Um, so, you know, we, we're making progress. Yeah, I remember, you know, Tranny Shack, I, I keep saying that that word because that that's one thing I, I can't really, uh, you know, it's a part of history, so I can't deny. It's part of our, yeah, so it's, we, it's we a part of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I, I do... Uh, reference it a lot but i remember back in the day uh all that mattered on that stage was what you did on stage it didn't matter yeah. if you were a girl a boy trans anything it didn't none of that mattered and matter. uh, and and i thought that was so normal i remember the first time that i was flown over to london and they wanted me to bring some people and i brought some women with me and they were like what 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 what's up with what, this? What, what? <laughs> and i i had to pass them off the whole time as trans the whole time I was in London, it was kind of like Victor Victoria. It was right, like Victor right. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> women pretending to be men, pretending to be women. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love. So I love how things change. I love how yeah. things change. Um, well, I so I have not seen your partner. We spoke briefly about him at the beginning uh, about him having to deal with you know, taking care of you and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm, I'm sure, so the last time I saw Christopher, I was actually in Fort Lauderdale and you were actually in San Francisco performing at my club. <laughs> right. <was> so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so tell me about, no, this is probably a question that you're tired of talking about. Tell me about how you guys met and tell me uh, how long have you been together? I know the audience, our audience might know him since he's the host of the show, All the Queen's Men. But tell me, <laughs> Tell me about Christopher Hamblin. Well, Christopher Hamblin, I met him in Knoxville, Tennessee on a gig. Um, and it was during the meet and greet where it wasn't going so well. And um, he really basically stepped in to help 
organize this meet and greet because it was a shit show. And so the host was trying to, like, she was trying to take a break and take a smoke and get a drink and use the bathroom and run this meet and greet. And he was like, girl, you need some help. And so he stepped in and organized it and then started taking pictures for the patrons. And then, of course, during that time, I was we were flirting back and forth and I dropped my Sharpie and he bent over to pick it up. So I, you know, dropped it again so uh-huh. you gotta get another look uh-huh. and so yeah I was like look at all them cakes on this little white boy <laughs> okay <laughs> come on cakes <laughs> uh, <laughs> no and so I invited him back to my um, hotel uh, to hang Ooh. out right <laughs> right um, but actually what happened was I, I got cause I got in the car and started smoking blunts with Xena crazy ass and um, forgot that he was waiting for me at the hotel I thought, oh my god girl that boy that dude is uh, waiting for me at the hotel and she's like oh my god Christopher I was like yeah so we hurried up and got over there and he was still waiting there he waited like an hour for me Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and then we stayed up and talked all night, and I just knew that I was in trouble then because we were perfect gentlemen and talked, and I Googled his ass right in front of him and, and <laughs> got to see, um, you know, who he, who who they say he was. Um, and then the following week, I was booked in Nashville, which is about a three-hour drive from Knoxville, and so it was New Year's Eve, and so I told him that he was thinking about coming up taking the drive over to see me. I said, well, you should, and you can be my New Year's Eve date. And oh. so that's how that happened. So he was my New Year's Eve date, and um, after midnight, he was my first little kiss, and um, we've been together ever since. You guys are such a great couple together. You seem to work so well together. It's crazy, like, when you meet your person. And I was not really looking. I had just opened myself up to the idea, um, but I knew I wasn't going to settle anymore and I did not want this the life that I was living which was you know you know these little flings and nothing it just made you feel empty right you know? and so um yeah it, it like so now we're almost nine years in and holy shit really th- yeah three years of marriage yeah wow that's great congratulations yeah. on thank that. you it does take a special kind of man to be the husband oh my god of Completely. a drag queen you know and yeah. I've seen I've seen it work in other relationships and it just does it takes a certain type you know yeah uh and uh yeah it's, it's please give christopher my love when you hang up on the podcast i certainly will um now are there and so we've talked about uh drag tots and we've talked about your uh the chop and um so let's talk about any other projects you want to you want to plug oh uh, anything anything brewing with peaches christ I want it to be something brewing with Peaches Christ. If she listens, does she listen to your podcast? No, she don't look at you like you like that. She, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she only she only listens to my. She's gonna only listen to this podcast to hear that her ad for the terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah so um no i wish there was something but like um well obviously we did a little promo for the respect uh movie that is currently out which i'm gonna go probably see tomorrow mm-hmm. um and then um i did a little campaign with one size for um patrick Starr's new beauty line which is amazing for nice. sephora um and then i like um I, I did some other things some filmings and things that i'm not at leisure to talk about right now but just know that some things are coming out down the pipe that I, well 
Well, not, not that kind of pipe. Let's not talk about pipes. Okay. <laughs> Triggered. Unless, <laughs> un, un, unless it's marijuana, I don't want to know about it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Finally, finally, the most important question of all, Latrice, and that is, Latrice Royale, what is your favorite memory of Heclina? Oh. Okay, well, obviously, when we did our duet on the cruise, <laughs> and you got down and ate that man's ass oh, in front God. of a room full of people, <laughs> I was completely undone. So that is a legendary Heckelina moment for me uh, that I cannot get out of my mind. Oh my god! I can, I can, I can never live that down. No, no, and I will never drink after you. No, oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Well, you know what, Latrice, you are larger than life. It is always, always so good to talk to you. Um, and uh, okay, so that's the end of the podcast. But if you want to stay in touch with Latrice Royale course go to instagram latrice royale twitter latrice royale website latrice royale.com be sure to oh. check out be sure to check out her merchandise there are even some well are these hand towels or cum rags what are yeah, they yeah they guess it depends on what religion you are <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there are some jesus is a biscuit let him sop you up hand towels slash cum rags <laughs> At LatriceRoyale.com. Uh, you, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Heclina. If you love us, show it. Tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Heclina. And please give us a tip so we can keep the show going. Just find Drag Time on Venmo or Cash App. Thank you to all of our listeners. And finally, once again, thank you so much, Latrice Royale. Pleasure, darling. Oh, my God. Thank you, honey. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.